Good evening, and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein, and with me as always is the lovely Karen Randazzo. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Oh my goodness, we are under attack. Please, stay indoors, protect your families. First and foremost, take care of yourselves, people. Don't worry about us. We will be fine. We will survive. All right. Stop, stop, stop. All right, people. Let's be honest here. There's no attack. There's n- Nothing is wrong. Sometimes I just get a little overzealous. I have fun with the editing and the noises and the hoo-hoo. Anywho, the fact of the matter is, is we here at this week's episode needed to take the week off. Big boy jobs got in the way. The Randazzo team isn't feeling 100%. So we decided to say, hey, let's just take a break for this week. Throw up, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe our first episode that we ever played, just in case you know you guys haven't heard it. So we'll, talk, we'll look at this as like a, a throwback episode. But I promise you, next week we will be back better and stronger than ever. I know for a fact that I will be talking about Flash. What the, the other characters on the show are doing, I'm really not 100% sure, but I know it will be a fantastic time. So please check out our first episode, I guess, maybe? We now join the following program already in progress. My name is Evan Goldstein. I will be your host. And from now until the end of time, my two co-hosts will be Chris Randazzo. Just think to myself, it's just a show. I should really just relax. Absolutely not. You must be very, very tense. Very tense. And my other co-host, his lovely wife, Karen Randazzo. La la la. Ooh, that was slight. That was nice. Can mm, that's gonna that's gonna probably be the intro music. I like that. Um, the basics of the show is we're just gonna talk television. What we like, hopefully, what you like, and the point is to try to get you to watch some uh, maybe new stuff, some more interesting stuff, get the good stuff to stay on TV and get the shit off. I mean, that's really my goal. I don't know about you guys, but if I could talk badly enough about certain shows, I'm hoping like really important people will hear it and just start wiping the slates clean. Wow. Get the shit (laughs) off and wiping in the first like 30 seconds of the show. Absolutely. I mean, that's how I roll. (laughs) As parents of a small child, you know, we're we're right at home with all of this. Yes, and I'm sure the the child, the young one, is sitting there on the couch with you, having his notes ready. He'll he'll show up later in the show. The standard from this point forward is going to be we're each going to talk about a specific television show and hopefully episode that is important to us and explain it in detail, just in case you have no idea what we're talking about. After, second half of the show, we're going to do a a cumulative expression of love for a specific television show. Or not love, if we don't That's also very true. That's true. That's very true. it's, It's going to be a hot topic, whether it be positive or negative. But this week, seeing as you've, well, you may have heard us before, uh, if I'm not mis- you you've you may have heard of Chris, you may have heard of me, and you may have read of Karen, but we're going to do a little brief intro, explain who we are, and why we should be doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> uh, so Chris, why don't you lead us off? Okay. Um, my name is Chris Randazzo. I'm editor-in-chief of Geekade.com. Uh, you may recognize my voice from the Stone Age Gamer podcast, which is our video game podcast. 
uh, the Waveback Music Podcast, which is a video game music-based podcast where I muse about all kinds of video game music. Um, and I also write several uh, recurring articles for the site, including Lost in Time, which is about uh, retro video games that have not been uh, recreated in any way, shape, or form in modern devices. I do a video series called Into the Vault, where I talk about strange and fun pieces in my absurdly large video game collection, which is, like, really out of control. Um, uh, but I have some fun things in there. Uh, but besides video games, my other real love is uh, television. Like, I love me some movies, I love me some comic books, but really, I, I spend a, a ludicrous amount of time uh, watching television, because it's one of my favorite things to do. I, I love the medium of television, and I love all kinds of different shows. <laughs> television. <laughs> television. Uh, so I guess I would you know, take this opportunity to say what my favorite shows are, uh, which was, was fun to think about because, you know, there's a lot of shows that I watch on, on the regular uh, and like, the things that I'm watching now. But if I wanted to go all time, which is what I figured I would, would display my personality, uh, my number one all-time favorite TV show is Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, uh, MST3. Nice. It's it's it doesn't get any better than that for me. It is my all-time favorite. Uh I'll watch it in the morning, I'll watch it in the evening, I'll watch it at supper time. When you can get pizza on a bagel, you can have pizza anytime. Um I I adore MST3K. Um <laughs> And I also love commercials. Uh I I love 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 old old TV commercials and I I look forward to talking about those in the future, but other huge influences uh, and and pieces of love uh the original law and order mothership style uh love law and order the spin-offs they're all right they're 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 doable but law and order proper forever uh liquid television had a uh, a crazy effect on me growing up um just the the crazy animation classic mtv before it was all wacky stupid reality tv shows uh speaking of which the state also one of the biggest influences on my sense of humor throughout my, the, the entire course of my life. Uh, the entire Bruce Tim DC animated universe, talking Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, Batman You're Beyond. taking all the good shows. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Way to hog the podcast, honey. Unbelievable. It's, it's, I'm used to hosting, all right? <laughs> uh, that whole universe, Gargoyles, Firefly, which I think is going to be a favorite right. for everybody here on the show. And Dragon Ball Z, one of my favorite shows of all time, Dragon Ball Z. It is uh, not a good show, but it's a great story told terribly. And <laughs> that was put very succinctly, <laughs> sir. Very well done. It sums up that show flawlessly, and, and I'm, we'll, we'll probably wind up talking about that on a future episode, because I'm going to bring it up. I adore that show, but that's pretty much me. I love comedies. I love dramas. I mean, you know, stuff I'm watching now. I'm watching you know, Fear the Walking Dead, Walk, Walking Dead... Um, I miss Parenthood. I loved that show. I'm sad that it's over. Um, and I'm uh, looking forward to watching The Muppets, really. Uh, pretty big. Pretty excited about that. But that, that pretty much sums up me in a in a nutshell. I am kind of all over the map, but I'd say comedy, comedy hits me more than anything. Very, very well done, sir. I mean, I feel... I've known you for many, many years now. I feel like I know you even better now. Aww. Karen! Yes? <laughs> Can... Can you surmise in a much shorter time, you, Jesus Chris? <laughs> You'll I get used Jesus to it, Chris, Evan. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Karen. Um, I am a sometimes contributor to geekaid.com. I've written 
articles about various TV shows and things of geeky nature, like being a geeky mom. I, in my by day, she's a professional freelance writer and editor. Um, but that's boring stuff. I also love TV. We spend many, almost every night, together on the couch, taking back a few shows. I, for all-time favorite show, which is going to sum up two halves of my TV-watching personality, is uh, Doctor Who, both classic and new series. Um, I've been a Whovian since the early days, since it was but broadcast on PBS, the old stuff with the bad special effects and the scarf doctor, and that's the only one that everybody <laughs> knows from the old era, but I know them all. Um, and that's, you know, that brings in my love of British television and my love of sci-fi. From there, we go to X-Files, love the X-Files, formative show for me, uh, Buffy, Angel, anything Joss Whedon. Um, and yeah, and anything from the great United Kingdom. Uh, I've probably seen as well as well as a bunch of stuff. We watch a lot of comic book shows that you forgot to mention, like Arrow and Flash. And oh yeah, those shows are phenomenal. I, I don't know that I'd cut, you know put them up in the pantheon of my all time, <laughs> but uh, I mean, like we, you and me watched Justice League together way back in the day. Like when we first started dating, we totally watched the, the Justice League cartoon mm-hmm. because Aww, you were a fantastic you guys- girlfriend. You guys bonded over cartoon superheroes. That is awesome. We actually bonded our first, uh, the first time we ever hung out together, our bond was over her uh, doing a Manos the Hands of Fate, Mr. Science Theater quote. And that was like, <laughs> that was the snap for me. We were walking around somewhere in New York and you said Manos, the Hands of Fate. And I was just like, this girl is awesome. <laughs> Dropped to one knee immediately and said, be mine forever. Uh, except for the part where that took about, what, six years? Yeah, something like that. Let's <laughs> take my time. Um, just wanted yeah. to make sure it wasn't a fluke. Just one Manos comment. <laughs> no, we did. Yeah, we did a lot of mystery science nights in the uh, early days. Oh, and Aaron Sorkin, we forgot to mention Aaron Sorkin. Oh, uh, true, Sports true. Night, West Wing, not so much Studio 60. It's good, but it's not great. Newsroom, all that fast-paced walking and talking dialogue we love. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of walking in those shows. It's amazing how small <laughs> the actual buildings are. You can't tell. They walk so much. The ship's too big. If we if we walk, the movie will be over. <laughs> ah, Spaceballs reference. I know it's not Fantastic. a movie podcast, but... Close enough, though. It's been broadcast on television before. I'll allow it. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, and I guess I'll finish it up. I am Evan Goldstein. According to my business card for Geek Aid, it says I am talent coordinator. <laughs> not really sure what that means. I am a... I, I do Paper Cuts podcast again now. I took a little hiatus, but I, I'm back. Uh, I also do a artist series called Artist Avenue where I interview up-and-coming artists and pretty much try to cover as many conventions as possible to shake as many hands to mean as many people because I also do comic convention. Uh, right now, it's, it's based out of Morris County. It's called the Garden State Comic Fest, and we're going into our fourth show next year. And it has been a fantastic outlet for my geekiness. When it comes to all-time favorite shows, I'm going to try to pick a couple of other ones. Because you guys, I mean, you stole all the, the gold stars. I mean, the Fireflies and, you know, X-Files and all those. Yes. Well, don't um, let us go first next time. Yeah, exactly. You're, You're the, the host. You had that power and you squandered I, it. You just I, threw it right away. All right. We're going to have to stop now. We're going to start this over. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 
<laughs> I quit. But I, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to throw in a couple. <laughs> I mean, this, you, you, the state. All right. Let's go with uh, all right, Briscoe County, County right. Jr. Briscoe County Jr. Oh, is one of my good, all-time good favorites. Show. Monty Python Flying Circus. Very good. I'll get, of course. I'll get a little, I'll get a little European in there. And, you know, I just started rewatching again for like, um, uh, I'm going to go with the fifth time, uh, the Dollhouse series. Oh, yeah. Which, oh, yeah. I, it is, it is Josh. So you, you get that, that same Joss. feel. Josh. Josh. I have a cigarette in my mouth, so I'm going to take the cigarette out. <laughs> <laughs> and put it out and never smoke again, right? Shush. Yes, mom. <laughs> when it comes to television, there, there are certain things that, that people cling on to, whether it be characters, whether it be stories, whether it be, I mean, visual styling. I mean, we're going to try to run the gambit when, when, when we talk about the things that we like or dislike, and we're not just going to say because it sucks. I mean, that's easy enough to do. There are enough shows out there that just suck. But we're going to give you reasons why, hopefully. Um, <clears throat> Two and a half men. <laughs> Correct. Sorry, I had a little um, something in my throat. Yeah, that's the... <laughs> Giggity. Giggity. Um, when, when, we, we, when we voice our opinions, straight up, it is our opinions. You are all entitled to your own opinion. And we're going to start welcoming your opinions at some point in time. Once we get a couple of listeners, seeing as it's just the three of us right now. Hopefully, don't insult we'll be able the people to, who are listening to this episode. We'll be able to They're incorporate. There too. Hi, people. <laughs> what up, yo? We'll Our be able to incorporate your idea. Episode. She's laying on the couch <laughs> asleep. She could not. She. We can't even convince the cat to listen. <laughs> And Bitch. that's just going to be the story of our podcast. Cats don't <laughs> like us. Um, that's your episode title. Episode one. <laughs> cats, cats don't, don't like us. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're kind of I'm kind of hoping that this podcast turns into a learning experience, not only for our, our you know, our listeners, but a learning experience for us as well. I'm going to do my best to try to introduce new shows and and maybe enlighten you on a couple of things that you may have heard of or not, and I would hope you guys would do the same. Of course, we're going to talk about the staples, the Out of Gases of the Firefly series, the, you know, the finales of the Twin Peaks and, you know, the, the things that everybody talks about. But we're going to try to expand it a little bit and, and hopefully broaden some horizons for you guys. Outside of that... I got nothing else on us. I mean, if you guys have anything else to add, add it, or we're just going to move on to our shows. Oh, well, I mean, I guess we can kind of talk a little bit about what we're watching now in a general uh, a, a general way. I mean, what are we doing right now that's uh, um, taking up our time? Uh, because I'd, I'd kind of like to throw out there, I don't know when I'm going to be able to have a chance to talk about this one on the show. I mean, obviously <laughs> I can talk about what I want, but... I just kind of wanted to throw out there that I've been watching a little bit of The Clone Wars on Netflix. I've been trying to finish that show off. And um, it's really, really interesting to see uh, this this unaired stuff and where it's going. Because everyone keeps telling me to watch Star Wars Rebels. Because uh, I'm, I'm a Star Wars whore. Like, just, you know, grabbing the ankles. <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, I love me some Star Wars to death. Uh, and I wasn't all that sold on Rebels to begin with, but then apparently the season finale was like, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> but it's not available for uh, download anywhere because uh, Karen and I don't have cable. We, um, I, I'll probably talk about this a lot on the show, uh, my deep-seated hatred of all things Comcast. Um, <laughs> I, I hate, hate Comcast, and, and hate's, hate's pretty weak uh, for the level of... <laughs> 
just just all right ire. quick question yeah quick question which is worse comcast or war, war of the, the worlds, worlds aren't you <laughs> <laughs> buzzing comcast by a mile nice okay that that truly is a deep-seated hatred nice oh, yeah. okay deep-seated but yeah um <laughs> so i can't find a like nice cheap streaming anywhere of a uh, star wars rebels so i'm finishing off uh clone wars which i spent an awful long time watching and uh these last couple episodes are are, are real cool um I would also say that Karen and I just recently finished Buffy. Um, Which you through. had never seen before. I watched on the original run and probably not since. Yeah, uh, that, was a, so that it, was a fun ride. So when, when it comes to something like the two of you watching a show that one has not seen and the other has lovingly watched, apparently, is it, is it a question fest? Or is, is Chris sitting there quietly and saying, I like this show and watching it and absorbing it? Yeah, I don't think he really has too many questions. He's generally pretty well-behaved when it comes right. to watching something that I've already seen. He's He knows when to just shut up and the show's going to tell him. Yeah, I mean, right. every now and then I'll bring up stuff that on a commercial break. Uh, or if, in this the case of, say, Buffy Season 6, I just won't be able to contain my rage and uh, <laughs> just <laughs> complain loudly about how, uh, you know what we're going to do? We had all these great characters doing all these great things, and we're just going to throw that shit right away. We're just going to flush it right down the toilet yeah. and say, uh, I'm going to make everyone here do things they'd never do and be as horrible as I can. Uh, just to see if I can make people stop watching the show. But you know what, Joss? I didn't stop watching the show. <laughs> I fucking finished that shit. And I don't care what anyone says. I thought season seven was just fine. Like, I know everyone bitches about season seven. I thought it was fine. Sure, there was some stupid stuff, but there was stupid stuff for the whole series. And it n never even sniffed the low lows of season six. Or what was it, season three with friggin' Adam? The Four was off. Riley oh. in the initiative. <laughs> barf. God. I'm going to be spending so much of this podcast laughing. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my cheeks hurt. <laughs> oh, bad times. But that's Get um, yourself a lotion. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So I guess a little bit of foreshadowing. Obviously, we have all these new TV shows coming out. Uh, Karen and I, Karen made a whole spreadsheet for us. Uh, we've, we've got our shows to watch. I'm very jazzed about all the new shows coming back. Uh, the new shows coming up, uh, Flash and Arrow, and um, uh, the Muppets starting, uh, but other things that I you know just just little things on the back burner. I have I have dabbled in Rick and Morty. Uh, I hear it's, it's amazing how much popularity that show has, and I only know of two people that watch it. But I bet they're like like really, really jazzed about exactly. it. Exactly, really, like, really. Oh really my like god, it. Rick and Morty is the greatest thing in the history of sliced bread. Although <laughs> Cookie Monster recently posed the question. What was the best thing before sliced bread? I recently read that Betty White is actually older than sliced bread, so maybe it's her. Look at I, that. I just she, blew your mind. <laughs> even if she over, wasn't older. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Done. I don't know. Uh, Evan, um, what are, well, actually, let's, uh, I'll, I'll ask Karen since I'm looking right at her. What, what, what are you watching when I'm not around? Uh, I just finished watching the entire British series of uh, the IT Crowd, which is oh, uh, such a good fantastic. Show. <laughs> Took me a little while to get into it. By the end of the first season, I was in all in. Um, <laughs> I love Chris O'Dowd, the Irish character. From I've seen him on other things, and I, this is apparently where he made his name. And oh, that's been he's fun. A, he's a phenomenal stand-up comedian, and he's hysterical. Uh, his, I don't know if you've seen, this is a little segue, but it's just a Chris O'Dowd thing. In uh, This is 40. Mm -hmm. He played a, you know, like a sidekick 
like the most entertaining portion of that entire yes, movie. I vaguely remember through my rage enjoying <laughs> him in that movie where I did not enjoy pretty much anything else in it. I did not care for that film it, at it, all. It, it, I don't I don't remember any I remember cupcakes, garbage cans and Chris O'Dowd. That's really all I got out of that movie. So, he is he is a phenomenal actor, very 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 funny. And, and yeah, IT crowd is is yeah, stunningly I, entertaining. I'm I'm glad that I took the time for that. Um, I've been watching the new mini project episodes that have been just started on Hulu, which has you know gone on same level of quality since Fox. I like it. Not everybody does. Um, and I watch. I have my background noise when I work is Friends. Um, started a rewatch a week or two ago, and I'm up to season like three. So <laughs> powering through those, aren't you? <laughs> Boy, I can just watch friends. I can just have it on. I can say all the lines. I stop what I'm doing and do the claps in the theme song and just keep like seamlessly through what I'm doing. Uh, it's, it's, I see. I see you throwing your pen and paper down. Clap, 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 clap. And then picking everything up and continuing with what you were doing. Who uses pen and paper? It's 2015, uh, Evan. All right. Then you throw. I, I, I throw I, my keyboard. I, I, I am, that's the reason why i use paper and pen <laughs> it's cheaper because <laughs> you don't want to be like breaking a keyboard every time you watch an episode of friends i watch like this is six true. in a day <laughs> that's a lot of keyboards <laughs> that is that is a lot of keyboards anything else um no that's i mean yeah before that i over the you know summer is always a, a drought time in tv i was catching up on call the midwife another excellent british series um where are you guys uh, catching up with your stuff like wh- what what services do you use uh we have netflix and hulu and amazon prime and through methods yes nefarious uh-huh. means Nefarious, nefarious. Sometimes now, we it, fly to England and watch <laughs> things that have been aired there that haven't aired here. My I go to England. The, <laughs> okay, uh, okay. the frequent flyer miles are just astounding. Nice. Now, when it comes to like services like Hulu that you have to pay for, does it bother you that you have to watch commercials? It just dawned on me today while I was watching Mindy Project on Hulu that um, Hulu are evil geniuses. You're right. <laughs> They've gotten us to pay money to watch the shows we were watching on TV anyway and get and have to sit through the commercials. But now we're paying money for it instead of just watching it on TV or DVRing it and skipping through the commercials. And it's not even like a multitude of commercials. It's like two. The same, and they just keep replaying the same commercials. It's like, hey, in case you weren't paying attention eight minutes ago. <laughs> but I vastly prefer the Hulu model to... Uh, the cable service, which is like you pay a shitload of money for here's every channel under the sun that you're never going to watch. Whereas Hulu is like, and here's, you know, you're paying what? I think we pay seven ninety nine a month yeah, for yeah, it. Usually. And it's just yeah. like, and here's pretty much all the shows you watch. Uh, have fun. Interesting. Because I, I do the Netflix. I do uh, occasionally I do iTunes. But my standard go to is definitely of the nefarious means. Um, I, I tried watching Hulu. And the rage that that pops into the heart. I remember the first time I felt that rage was going into a movie theater, you know, maybe a few minutes early, like, because I like to watch, you know, the the coming attractions. And those motherfuckers put a Pepsi commercial in there that was like a minute and a half long. Like, I just spent $18. No, probably like 22 to get me and whomever was with. And you're forcing me to watch a Pepsi commercial? 
Bite me. I'm out. You only paid $22 for two movie tickets? Was this like 1984? When was the first time a commercial showed up in a, in a, in a movie theater? A oh, long God, now it, A long time yeah. ago. A long time ago. Before the and it was a matinee on a Tuesday. So, Honey, don't. I can't not. I know. I know. I should learn to stop correcting you. See, the, the commercials, besides the, the, the price thing, the commercials themselves don't really bug me because... It gives us little intermissions, like Karen and I will be, you'll be watching yeah, we, something, and I'll be like, "All right, I'm gonna get up and you know get a snack, or I'm gonna get up and you know use the bathroom, or or we can talk cat. about something. Holy shit, that just happened! Exactly, but, yeah, I, I kind of like a that. pause button. Yeah, it's it, well, I mean, you can also pause it, which is <laughs> nice. Like you know, if something comes up, you have the option of pausing Hulu, which is which is great, and you can you know fast forward and rewind and all that jazz, and you know, ads are on YouTube and shit now too, so. It's not like really that far out of the spectrum, but I mean, it's it it works a little more obnoxiously than TV shows in that um, you get this on regular TV uh, to an extent, but I feel like it's it's more so in in Hulu shows. Like the commercials become way more frequent towards the end of the show, mm-hmm. which just it's not the evenly spaced out. Yeah, it's not it's not very evenly spaced. But you know, like we watched Castle the other night, and uh, it was really nice to watch Castle again. I missed that show. Uh, I always wanted to know what happened at the end of a I think we're just a season behind on that one and you know the beginning of the show you get you know a big like you know five ten minute chunk something like no commercials at all and then, like, it's, towards... it's like 15 20 oh yeah 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 you're right it's like a um, good third or it's a quarter good of the show. chunk of it and then you get like every five minutes commercial breaks towards the end of the show and it's just like stop it. it it gets to the point where the commercial breaks are longer than the actual show break yeah but which is that ridiculous. being said it's it, I, I still enjoy the service. I like their their selection. I like. I, I would much rather pay the seven ninety nine a month than pay for a cable bill. Like I just because it's 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 what I want. It's a la carte, and that's what I've that's what I want my TV to be. I want to be able to take, you know, just I want to watch this show. I want to watch this channel or something like that. I don't want to get you know TLC and whatever other channels I'm never going to watch for the rest of my life <laughs> to be bundled in with all of it. Because I just think that it's 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 asinine that that type of cable package is ancient. It's uh, outdated and it's it just needs to go. This this streaming services I find to be way better. Now, on the opposite side of that, I do miss being able to just turn on the TV and have it be you know oh here's something that I didn't choose that's just on in the background. That is something that right. I miss. Right. That that's what's happening with the streaming the streaming culture is you have to be told by someone else that has already watched it that you need to catch up on this. Exactly. There's no yeah. more there's no more, you know, experiencing things because oops, I happened to push the remote button one too many times and I hit a weird I discovery channel or something. <laughs> yeah. And we can spend almost as long watching a show or we can spend almost as long trying to pick out what to watch oh that's the netflix syndrome yeah Yeah, yeah. as we do actually watching it but that's like i mean that's the same thing that used to happen to me at blockbuster you know (laughs) he used to like (laughs) gather a handful of friends together and then we would walk the wall of a new release and be like i want to watch this one no i want to watch this one maybe i want to watch that one like i don't know um i i will say that i've discovered recently discovered a pluto.tv which is a uh a live streaming service, which just has these channels that are consist consistently streaming things. And I found out about them because I found out they have a 24 hour mystery science theater channel. So at any time during (laughs) (laughs) any time during my day, I can just turn that on and like just flick to the mystery science theater channel. It's playing some random episode. 
and it, you know, just be caught in the middle of it or whatever. And there have all these different channels, but it's all done through your web browser, like through the internet. So I, I like that. It seems that uh, tech is kind of catching up with the fact that people do like that. Like they have that, that option of different channels, but you can kind of pick and choose what you want as opposed to it being like, you you don't subscribe to a Pluto service. It's just, here's all this stuff. Pick which channels you want, make your own little cable network and go from there. Um, it's it's pretty nice. I, I like where it seems to be going. But, yeah, that would be the majority of the way that I would say that the two of us watch television. We're basically like the girl in Willy Wonka who says, I want it, you know, I want my a la carte channels, and I also want something to be on all the time in the background so I don't have to pick. I right. just want it, and I want a golden goose, and I want an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> A squirrel from the new one. Don't forget the new one. No, I will forget the new one. I love Johnny Depp, but I'm going to forget the new one. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. You know, like, I catch myself, all right, due to the fact that I have, like, Fios, Mm -hmm. everything is bundled together. Oh, you're so lucky. We miss Fios. Fios is wonderful. It's a godsend. It really is. Can you put in, can you edit in, like, a, you know, ah, angelic choir? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Fios. Um. Like I, I'm talking with, and I if there's not someone else in the house, the cable does not go on. I don't have DVR shit set up where if I'm gonna watch a show, I I'm gonna watch it or I'm gonna wait till it comes out on Netflix or on HBO Go or on Showtime Now or like there's so many outlets digitally that I don't need a cable box. The only reason I have a cable box is so I can get my ridiculous internet cheaper. Yeah. yeah, like they and used to do with the phone. I used to have a landline too. That. Yes, I have one. The <laughs> ringer is off because the only people that call my phone are <laughs> fucking telemarketers. telemarketers <laughs> which happens at our at his parents' house all the time while they're watching our son, and they just hand the phone to him. <laughs> <laughs> our son is two. <laughs> I can tell out. when my power goes out in my house because the ringer... Like, the phone will shut off and then turn back on, and the ringer turns back on. And I'll be, like, in the bathroom at, like, I don't know, 6 o'clock, and all of a sudden I hear my phone ring. I'm like, son of a bitch. Why are you calling me? I don't want what you have. I would have called you if I wanted it. The television stuff that I'm experiencing now that I'm really, really enjoying is pretty much anything with the Netflix moniker on it. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. The, like, this, the standard shows that I'm watching, you know, the, the flashes because of the geekdom and the, the arrows and whatnot. But the stuff that's really intriguing to me is, is you know, the, the, the what's that life something with the, the women who were trapped underground. Uh, Not under the dome, I hope. No, no, no. No. The unstoppable Kimmy Schmidt. Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, unspeakable. Kim- un- unbreakable. <laughs> unbreakable <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt. Unspeakable Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> that's how I felt about the show. Uh, you you see, can stuff it. I found it super entertaining. Me too. I loved it. We can be Kimmy like, Schmidt buddies. <laughs> we'll become Schmidtians. <laughs> it, it's the the shows that Netflix are putting out. I mean, we'll, I'm sure at some point in time we'll talk about like the best show ever to come out on Netflix, which is Daredevil. The, the you could see where the money for Netflix is going. Mm-hmm. That's like, very I, true. I pay yeah. seven, eight bucks a month, and they give me. 13 fabulous issues or you know episodes of daredevil well spent money i'm okay even if that was all i got on that that service it's refreshing where i don't get my commercials i don't need them i don't want them uh i get 
a huge library. Granted, it's a lot of stuff that you skip over that you don't really want to watch. You know, the the, the the Farsity movie that was supposed to be Sharknado, but it's not. It's like Sharkacane because Sharknado is really popular and someone else had to make something close to it. <laughs> My TV watching has edited to be straight up streaming that I can watch whatever I want to watch, however I want to watch it, whenever I want to watch it. Because, like I said, nefarious means I have a stupid amount of stuff on my computer. I have my own Netflix for this stuff that I know that I'm going to have to hunt for. When I just want to sit down and watch, I will spend the 40 minutes searching through, you know, the Netflix menu and watch a half hour television show. (laughs) I think there's something to be said, though, still for DVR because I definitely miss, you know, if I just came to the TV 10 minutes after a show started, I you know was but I was getting it on the DVR. I could just start it. But now that we don't have a DVR, we have to wait until tomorrow to get it or find it where it's been posted somewhere else that we can get it through nefarious means. And I don't always <laughs> want to wait. Yeah, I mean Muppets uh, exactly is a perfect example. Muppets uh, it's now 9.22 as we're recording this on Tuesday night. Uh, Muppets aired at 8 p.m. Um, we were starting getting all our tech stuff done for this podcast at like 8 o'clock tonight. We're going to have to wait till tomorrow to watch it because I'm sure we'll wrap up this show in plenty of time to watch Muppets before we go to sleep. But it's not going to be available to us because we don't have DVR. Uh, we're going to have to wait till tomorrow for it to show up on Hulu or the ABC app or something like that. Because it always, you know, there's always that that wait between the original broadcast time and a lot of the streaming services. So because networks will not let go of airtimes, like exactly, well, they still have to make their money off of advertising. Yes, they do. And if they let go of that, they they lose they lose it all. That's all. They well, they anymore. can also. I think they can make their money airing it. I mean, some don't some networks they air it and they also put it on. Like some some shows, they'll put up on the internet. You know put all the episodes up to watch whenever you want, and we're going to air them in its regular slot. I haven't seen live streaming. What I have seen is, like, I can get, like, FX on an app because I pay for FX through my cable. You're picking up what I'm laying down on that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I I wasn't paying for cable, I wouldn't be able to watch Oh, yeah, we run into that on a constant basis as we don't pay for cable exactly yeah, so, but on the other, did hbo go on the other hand that was pretty great that because, is the right model to go with not yeah. hbo go hbo now uh, hbo now yeah because when game of thrones was on at nine o'clock game of thrones starts on tv nine o'clock it's available on hbo now which was yeah, phenomenal but, but that's a service that you're paying for true but i mean we didn't have to also have hbo through some sort of cable service yeah we didn't have but to what, pay whatever ninety it's a, it's, a month for a p- cable package we weren't using ninety percent of to right, then also absolutely. get HBO. We were just having the fifteen dollars, and that was worth it. But yeah. think about it this way: as opposed to HBO getting your, you know, eight dollars in your cable package, they just got your fifteen. It's a great model. Like no shit, it's totally bypassing cable services, which is smart. Um, but channels like fx usa stuff like that they're not going to do that because they're not pay channels no no they're not technically it's a, it's you know unique they could to be. hbo yeah because hbo's I, premium you know yeah i mean i would pay like two three bucks for a usa to just be able to watch that whenever because there's a couple fx of shows on. and amc i would pay money for those two channels yeah, yeah. absolutely i mean it, it's it makes sense but who knows hardly ever do you know the money makers make sense so 
They'll catch up eventually. We just, you know, we're way smarter than they are. And unfortunately, we're not allowed to be in charge of everything. Clearly. I'm so glad someone Which agrees. It's why we have the millions of dollars and they... What? Wait, no. what? Wait, what? Didn't I hear something about you inheriting a whole bunch of money? It fell through. Ah. Curses. Uncle Ryan really didn't die. <laughs> Uncle do Ryan. You, do, you, do you need somebody to take care of that for you? <laughs> there is no Uncle Ryan. I was lied to. It's been a roller coaster of emotions the past couple of days. <laughs> oh, poor Evan. I thought I found an uncle. Then I thought he died. Then I found out I didn't have an uncle. And he still has herpa crabs. <laughs> and if anybody out there is making TV wants the rights to this story, they're available at a price. At yes, a price. Uh, mail at geekade.com. I'll be happy to uh, negotiate. Can that, can that be our thing for this show? Instead of having a Kickstarter every episode like you have on Stone Age Gamer, we can have a show that we want people to make every episode? Absolutely. Well, I could I could get behind that. <laughs> I can. <laughs> Well, I think we're all caught up on us, so uh, we're going to take a sh- quick break, uh, get some commercials in there, and uh, we'll be back. You may have noticed pictures of me and other Geek Aid alum at this past weekend. This past weekend's Jesus, I'm not redoing that. AVGC in Parsippany, New Jersey, popping up all over our social media. But we weren't the only people attending a convention on Saturday. Brandon and Travis from Apathetic Enthusiasm spent their weekend at the amazing Hawaii Comic Con in scenic Honolulu. Those jerks, they didn't invite me. Bastards! They, t- <laughs> they talked to folks, they gave away prizes, they went home and played Super Mario Maker. It was the best weekend ever! Catch all the action in Apathetic Enthusiasm episode 32, Mario Maker, Amazing Hawaii. Did you know that we here at Geekade do top 10 lists? Well, it just so happens that two of the three people on this very podcast have written some that might just be relevant to your interests. Interests. Not interests. Interests. That is, if your interests are television, and if they aren't, are you sure you're in the right place? Uh, Because this is a TV podcast. If you are, check out Geekade Top 10 Nintendo Franchises that should be animated series, and Geekade Top 10 Muppets by me, Chris Randazzo, and Geekade Top 10 New Series Doctor Who Companions by Karen Randazzo, who is right over there. You can't see where I'm pointing. This is an audio podcast. And Geekade Top 10 Absolutely Nothing, because Evan doesn't write Top 10s. But read those other hey, things. Hey, I, I can hear you. Get right, bitch. We've got a double dose of beer, my favorite thing, with both a new imbibing scribe and a new bits and brews. Hunter gives us his feelings on all things Oktoberfest, while Dan pairs a beer with a funny name with a PlayStation masterpiece. Be sure to stop drinking long enough to read The Imbibing Scribe, Oktoberfest Roundup, and Bits and Brews, Pliny the Elder, and Final Fantasy VII. You can actually totally drink while reading, so do both at the same time. The CBFU crew gathered together to rave about one of their favorite comics, in the world. It involves football, barbecue, tough old timers, and a bunch of terrible stories about less than nice folks from the non-northern parts of the United States. Don't miss the aptly named CBFU podcast episode 76, Southern Bastards. I am the best at writing synopsis of things. You can catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more, right now at geekade.com. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. 
and welcome back. Now we're going to get into the meat, the hard, steamy. No, we're not going to go that deep. Um, <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> and there's the first one. <laughs> okay, now we're going to get back to the regular of this of this show, the norm. We are, we're, we're each, you know, we're given the, the, the option to choose out of every television show ever, one to talk about. And we're going to have Karen start off with hers. Are, are you prepared for this? Because this is a huge responsibility. It is the first show that we are talking about on a television show podcast. Well... If that's the case, then I think I picked a pretty good one because I'm not just talking about one show. I'm talking about all the shows. <laughs> arms raised in defiance. I actually did raise my arms. Chris can testify to that. I can um, and will. Because I want to talk about for just a few minutes the 67th annual Emmy Awards, which were uh, aired on Sunday. Um, I thought it was a pretty good broadcast. Uh, one of the best, better ones we've had in the last several years. Um I thought Andy Samberg did a pretty good job. Not all of his jokes landed, but a lot of them did, because I think he had pretty good writers. I'm not going to give all the credit to Andy Samberg, but I think uh, I think his writers did a pretty good job. Uh, there was that one, the opening musical number was weird. That was a, that was a little excessive. It was, was weird, I, but it was it like it was it was weird in a way that I'm okay with. Like I don't know, it went a little to a little lame's place, and I like lame's. <laughs> When the guy jumped off the bridge, I thought that was that was too much. That's from Les Mis, though. I, I they know. had to like just complete the uh, the sequence there. It's one of my favorite bits from it, <laughs> especially the version of with of Les Mis with Russell Crowe when he jumps off the bridge because oh, then yeah, he's the dead. Best. That was the best. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it, it had you know good moments. Uh, Tracy Morgan coming back at the end was definitely. It touched my heart a little bit, and I'm not a huge Tracy Morgan fan, but I just, you know, I thought it was really fitting. It was nice to see him back, and, like, he did a little sentimental stuff, and then he got into the, like, I'm going to get a bunch of bitches pregnant, and that was funny, too. Uh, Oh, that Tracy Morgan. It kept moving. It, you know, there was no, like, oh, let's do an interpretive dance about Breaking Bad. Like, that didn't happen. Because I remember when that did happen, it was not good. Um, probably my least favorite thing in the broadcast was in, in Sandberg's monologue. He was making some jokes about there's no roles for people of color and women never win any awards. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Ha. Like that's when I stopped watching because it became amazingly uncomfortable. uh I mean, you're a white dude. Just don't do that joke. Just don't. But... Nobody's really, I, I haven't seen anybody really talking about that because the next thing that happened was that all the awards that got handed out made those jokes completely irrelevant, which was my favorite thing about the show. <laughs> I mean, you had women of color, um, you had women winning awards that men get, a writer and the director of uh, the miniseries awards were both women. Uh, Inside Amy Schumer got the best sketch variety show, which is always something to do with uh you know something run by men uh there were shows and and people dealing with uh, lgbt issues transparent um got a couple of awards laverne cox who is um from orange is the new black is the first trans person to ever be nominated for an emmy um so and viola davis 
being the first Amer- African American woman to win um, lead actress in a drama series. So much history being made on the Emmys in like a fantastic and awesome way, and I'm really happy about it. I don't even watch half of these shows, but I'm still happy that all these things are exist and are out there for people to see. So, yay Emmys and yay the current state of TV and the way it is representing the world the way it is. I don't know. Viola I, Davis's speech uh, was like all very moving until she like cited Halle Berry as somebody who was paving the way. And I'm no. sorry, Halle Berry sucks at everything <laughs> she does. Okay, I know you don't like Halle Berry. She was the first African American woman to win an Oscar, so that's why you got to throw that name in there. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> It's, um, ju- it's just an unfortunate fact of history. It, it truly One is. I'm sorry it wasn't Angela Bassett or whoever. <laughs> One of the, the, the more entertaining aspects of the show, I mean, we did get a dwarf on stage, you know, holding one of those pretty little statues. Yeah, that was also, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, that was a good time. I I, I I would like to say, oh, that's the first time a, you know, a little person has won an award, but I'm sure he's won he's won a bunch of awards before. So very, very know. talented. He's he's individual. got them all lined up at home to make himself feel taller, I guess. Ooh. I, ooh. That was an I, insensitive I, thing to say after I just said all that wonderful stuff about equality and it was a joke and I'm sorry. I love you, Peter Dinklage, and I love your little man bun. <laughs> I mean, the bun is little, not you. Okay, stop. <laughs> Somebody make me stop, stop. it. I never did a podcast before. I don't know what I'm doing. Help. Stop. Dwarf butt. Butt. Dwarf. No. Ah. Um, I, I would say that my, uh, my, both my favorite and least favorite moments came from uh, Tatiana Maslani. Uh, she's phenomenal. Orphan Black is phenomenal. She should have won everything because she is incredible i didn't see all the other things that other people did and i'm sure they were amazing but if you've seen orphan black you know what i'm talking about this girl is insanely amazing and the fact that she didn't one sucked ass but uh her using a metal detector to find discarded cans of beans and then eat them <laughs> on the red carpet was hysterical yeah and that was that was comedy that, gold right there <laughs> that, that was just great so i was uh not only that i was really happy to see her involved in the whole thing because i kind of felt like she really looked like an outsider from my perspective throughout the entire night like it didn't seem like the opening montage where they talked about like all the tv shows that he watched orphan black wasn't listed in one of them um and it just seemed like all the other actors and actresses were getting involved in in bits and jokes and stuff and they all seemed to know each other and tatiana maslany seemed to be kind of left out of that uh and I don't know, that that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I mean, I guess, I mean, she's probably not uh, close buddies with all these people that know each other uh, because she's in Orphan Black, and which isn't, like, really related to much, many other things. It's not on one of the other major networks, but damn, that show is incredible, and it really deserves uh, any attention that it gets, specifically her. She is phenomenal. But, yeah, I enjoyed the awesome. uh, Emmys. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it, was, it was a good time. Uh, it's endemic of... of- award shows in general and the Emmys specifically that they just ignore things like sci-fi um which is unfortunate but hopefully her nomination will lead to people opening up their eyes and seeing that half the freaking shows on tv these days are based on a comic book um and maybe we should watch them and realize that they're good and not just that they're fun and enjoyable but that they're actually doing good work and yeah a lot of the shows now that that are geared towards the geek culture are are amazingly well written Mm -hmm. i mean it's not just big pecs and capes now it's 
well vetted out storylines and characters and mm-hmm. it's it's right there with you know regular tv yeah i mean, I you mean look the at- walking dead is like the biggest show on television like that show yep. is humongous that's based on a comic book like just and it's flat on, out and it's on prestige cable absolutely and mm-hmm. you know and you've got like there's a lot of great women characters on uh shield that whole show i mean it's crazy fun but you know there's a lot going on there yeah um, absolutely yeah there's a lot of great examples of great writing on, on and you just you just finished watching iZombie which is also yes. based on a comic oh book. I love iZombie <laughs> we'll get to that in a couple of weeks when it starts <laughs> well thank you so much that was fantastic you did a, a phenomenal job opening up this this world for us um, Chris yes. you're, you, you told me what you're going to talk about and I have no idea what it is <laughs> All right. so please enlighten me so I am going to be talking about uh, a show that I just finished watching the, the first season of, um, which is all that's available, is a show called Other Space. Uh, this aired on Yahoo Screen earlier this year. In case you didn't know, like I'm assuming most people on Earth don't, <laughs> Yahoo has its own streaming service which its own with its own original programming, which I believe when I started watching Other Space was just Other Space. And new episodes of Community. <laughs> that's where the new episodes of Community landed, by the way, on Yahoo Screen. Um, so Other Space is from Paul Feig. I think that's how you say Paul his Feig. name. Paul Feig. Uh, he's known for his involvement in Freaks and Geeks, The Office, Bridesmaids, and that up in, upcoming Ghostbusters movie. Uh, the reason I jumped into the show, like Karen and I finished watching Freaks and Geeks recently, which was another show that she had seen that I hadn't, uh, and I really enjoyed watching it. Um, but what really sold me is that this show also features uh, Joel Hodgson and Trace Ballou from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Um, so that was a huge selling point for me. Um, <laughs> that was the only selling point for you. <laughs> that was the it, only one they needed. Yeah, it was the only one I needed. Uh, but I, I hadn't heard of any of the other uh, actors that were in the show at all. Um, so basically, uh, what it all boils down to is you've got this. Uh, it's it's definitely a comedy. It's really, 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 really out there. Um, and it, it starts off a little stilted. It, it definitely gets funnier as it goes on. But you've got this uh, this group of astronauts, and um, you've got this really kind of overbearing older sister who is, like, very by the books, and then this, like, kind of younger, kind of hippie-ish, but really, really uh, socially awkward younger brother. Uh, they both want to be captains of ships. He winds up getting to be captain and appoints his sister as um, his, like, assistant captain or whatever. So first she's mate, all, I believe. First mate. Called. Yes, is is what she's called, uh, and like it's just got this crew of weirdos, like this girl who's really self obsessed and like really really obsessed with her boyfriend back on Earth. Um, you've got this guy who uh, I don't want to spoil anything, uh, but he appears to be at the at the very best insanely bizarre, possibly not even human. Uh, you've got the 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 captain's best friend guy who is like just he's like. Luigi. He is like the 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 <laughs> second rate, uh, the the in the background the whole time, and he seems perfectly fine with that. He's Green Mario. He's Green Mario. <laughs> yes, as my son calls Luigi, Green Mario, which cracks me up. Uh, and then you've got um, uh, Joel Hodgson's character who plays this uh, like kind of weird uh, burnout. Um, he's like the mechanic. Right? Yeah, he's like the mechanic of the <laughs> ship. Like he's you know kind of runs the engines room. He's like Scotty, uh, but like 
freaking high the whole time. <laughs> and his robot assistant, who is played by uh, Trace, who played uh, Crow on Mystery Science Theater, and is essentially a, a very similar character to Crow, just a very much a, a wisecracking robot. And the, the ship also has an artificial intelligence that is portrayed on screens throughout the ship uh, by a very attractive lady. I don't remember the character's name. Um, so basically, they, they jump into uh, this spaceship and wind up getting pulled into another dimension, and then they're trying to find their way home and or find a new life out there somewhere in the galaxy to report back because it's like that they're they're like on a Star Trek style mission where they're traveling the cosmos to try to find new life and new civilizations and boldly go where no man has gone before. Well, that sounds that familiar. sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Uh, seen it. What else is on? <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, I was sold on the concept, I was sold on the creative team, and I was sold on, uh, you know, the, the members of the cast that I knew from the get-go, and I, I, you know, I started watching it, it was alright at first, uh, you know, the, some of the jokes hit me really funny, I was definitely interested in continuing to watch episodes, but there was maybe the, I think it was like the fourth episode or so, the show just really kind of took this turn where they went completely off the rails with the bizarre humor, and it was like, you could tell it was kind of building towards this, but then it was just like, you know what? Now, if you've made it to episode four, then you're already strange enough. So enjoy the absolute <laughs> insanity. And it just got hilarious. I mean, buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> yeah. A show that makes me laugh out loud when I'm watching it by myself is a really special experience. Like, that does not happen to me very often. Laughter for me is a lot of times comes from. A, a contagious a communal experience. experience. A communal experience, yes. Like, I, I adore Mystery Science Theater to death, but I usually don't laugh at it uh, unless I'm watching it in a crowd setting. You know, a lot of comedy doesn't make me laugh to myself. Uh, this show really won me over when it just surprised me and made me laugh out loud. Uh, and and I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really hope it gets a second season. I have no idea how it did because, again, I don't know anybody else who's watched it, and I certainly don't anybody else who knows what the hell Yahoo Screen <laughs> is, uh, or even how to access it. I knew that I had an app on my Apple TV to watch it, and that's pretty much it. I don't even know how else you would get that on a television because, like, <laughs> I don't think it's on Xbox. I don't think it's on PlayStation. It sure shit ain't on Wii U. Uh, I didn't even know how else you'd go about watching it, but. It's a good show, and it's it's interesting. If you like offbeat sci-fi stuff, if you if you have a love of mystery science theater and or shitty science fiction, but you liked shows with the kind of humor of something like Freaks and Geeks, this is nowhere near as earnest as Freaks and Geeks. Like it doesn't it doesn't really hit you with the feel as much. It does actually feature some interesting character progression, which was kind of neat, and, and it came in places that you didn't necessarily expect. Like by the end of this, at the end of the season, I'm looking at the show like, I did not expect to give a shit about these two characters, at all. But I kind of do in a weird way, and and that kind of thing was surprising to me, and, and in a very delightful way. So that's that's that is my show. That is my highlight for this week. Is is other space uh, in its entirety. There's not a lot to watch. Uh, it's very well worth your time, especially if you dig, you know, weird sci-fi and stuff. Fantastic! I'm going to have to see if I have that on my uh, Apple TV. You definitely do. And yeah, I think other people can probably, if there's an app on our Apple TV, there's probably an app on your iPad or your iPhone, which is like what yeah, the true. millennials are doing, <laughs> I hear. I don't know personally. It's probably just way old. down on the menu. That's why I haven't yes, seen it. Because there's a Hulu. million of those that like... <laughs> 
who uses all those apps? <laughs> I don't know. Millennials, I think, is the same. The I saw I saw a few episodes of the show. It didn't grab me the way it grabbed Chris, but I also didn't hang on to the turning point that he's talking about. So maybe uh, there's something I missed. But it was it was a good show. It was entertaining. It was funny. Uh, it seemed like the kind of thing where nobody's paying attention to like nobody, you know, the higher ups at Yahoo. We're like, <laughs> what? We have this show? We don't even know. Okay, here's $73. Go make a show. We don't even care what you do. And so they were like, oh, nobody's paying attention. Okay, we're just going to do whatever the hell we want, which can often, you know, if you have the right people, result in something really special. Yeah, turn It's funny that you bring that up because that's really how Mystery Science Theater got to start, too. Yeah. You know, back on KTMA and whatnot, like nobody was paying attention to them. It was just like, and here's something to fill space and the same thing happened when it went over to comedy channel like and that's why that show was so brilliant and you know we we had recently watched there's a whole article that karen wrote on um uh geekade.com about uh wet hot american summer about how it didn't quite capture the same magic because when the movie was made in the first place it didn't seem like anyone was watching like they're just like all right you guys want to make this movie cool live the dream have at it and then they made this movie and it was ridiculous like just absolutely absurd, and uh, it's just one of those magic kind of all these things came together. Other all space the stars aligned. That's that? really all it is. It's all the stars aligned, and, and exactly, something yeah. beautiful came out of it. Yeah. Other space you, doesn't quite hit that, but I feel like it could. Like, um, it it, it followed a, a definite story progression. It it has a definite opening for a season two if they wanted to, and. I feel like there's something to these characters and with a little bit more development, like, you know, Simpsons season one wasn't a knockout of the park, but it was like around seasons like three and four where that show really hit its stride. If this show is allowed to hit its stride, I think it could be something really special. And then we may see it on someplace other than what was it? <laughs> other Yahoo. than Yahoo screen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out. I mean, you, you have, quite a convincing argument for the show and i'll see i'll, I'll take a look I'll, i mean i like some funny sci-fi right that yeah i think it's so. not the love yeah. all right my turn i was doing some some netflix searching one night and after about 37 38 clicks i came across this show called hit record tv and stars uh joseph gordon levitt <sighs> yes he, he is He's dreaming. From this point on, he will be referred to as JGL. Apparently, he and his brother started a, a website called Hit Record, and it is based on presenting art through a community. It's it's all about people offering up their ideas and and their works of expressive art towards a, a singular idea. I I can't. It's it, the, the, every episode is different. So I just picked one that I actually thought was really, really entertaining and, and, and not like funny, but like it's I don't want to say spoke to me because the, the episode it was episode three and it's called it's 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 about trash. OK, trash. Now, they okay. follow me on this one. Not like the Firefly episode trash, no, like Oscar the no, Grouch trash. No, it whatever your like trailer trash. Whatever your interpretation of trash is, okay? Oh. So, the show itself was broken up, and I had to take notes. Broken up into one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different segments, okay? And the first, every episode, JGL comes out, and it's in, like, a theater setup, and he's talking to the crowd, and, he, and, he's, and he's holding a camera, as if to take, like, a, a video camera doing selfies, 
because it all goes up onto his website of the crowd, of his introduction, blah, 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 blah. Very, very engaging to whomever's in the room. The The first part was um, a, a punk song, okay? It was a presentation. It was, it was a performance of a punk song, and it was written, performed, edited, videoed by people that have never met each other, okay? And it was uh, Freaking Out on Your Lawn was the name of the, the song. JGL actually played the drums, which apparently he's very good at. I was kind of surprised the way he was rocking out. And... I, I I I noted one that like the song was actually pretty good. Um, it was you know if you gotta like punk, but it was actually very good. They did mention Fraggle Rock in it. I I don't know why. Nice. I mean it, it it I like that lyric caught me. I went ooh Fraggle Rock. Let me write that down. And I did. Well, JGL is uh, involved in yes. the upcoming <laughs> Fraggle Rock movie, so he's definitely a big Fraggle Rock fan. I I, I guess I mean who isn't really a Fraggle Rock fan? Um, Nazis. <laughs> the second, the second part of the show was an interview with uh, John Waters. Now I don't know if you know who John Waters is. He's a director. He's done a couple of movies. He does weird movies. Uh, he's been called the Pope of Trash. The interview is about his his life and his interpretation of trashiness, whether it be people, uh, movies, television, whatever. And the guy is eloquent when he talks, especially when he talks about trash. Because he really shouldn't be. I mean, it's trash. I mean, there's not really good things that you could say about it. But I was fully engaged. I was listening to every word this guy says. And I love his pencil-thin mustache. <clears throat> the third part was a rap song presented by four different rap artists of different makes, models, and creeds. You know, the black guy, the Hispanic, a white guy with bad teeth. Each one of them did a part of a singular song that was written by someone else. So, a- another conglomeration of ideas coming together the crux of the, the episode was a short film starring of course jgl and it's it was a like a real campy real trashy sci-fi type dialogue it was it was horrible it was bad but in a really really good way it was actually put together by 601 different contributors mm. which is stunning because it was cohesive. It it was linear. It made sense, even though it was silly and trashy. It was it was the same ideas being spoken by six hundred and one different people. There was a little interstitial about junk DNA. How when scientists were decoding the DNA, like ninety something percent of it was they really didn't know what it did. That only like three percent of it really mattered, and they called it junk DNA. And then later on, they figured out that. It's what's the stuff that regulates your hormones and blah, blah, blah. Like it was a little bit of science right in the middle. They did another interview with a gentleman who makes art out of trash, specifically statues of saints, which I thought was really neat. He did. He had on display a, a St. Christopher, and he explained where all the parts and the pieces that none of it was new. All of it was from garbage cans or found on the street. He made this beautiful piece of artwork. The next one was a poem or sh- I'll call it a short story. Written by the same gentleman that wrote the movie Looper. Oh, no, of course, another JGL romp. Um, oh, that was the one where he was young Bruce Willis, right? Yes. Wow, I yes. forgot all about that. I don't think we ever saw uh, that movie. <clears throat> it's actually very good. The story is called Still Here. It's a, it's a story about life from the perspective of a disposed shoe. You know that singular shoe that you always see on the side of the road? Mm-hmm. It's that story. The, the story was written by one person 
but the display of that story, the, the videography and, and the imagery was contributed by 768 different people all into one vignette about three, maybe four minutes long. The voiceover guy was riveting. Like, like I got chills as I was listening to this man. And if you take away the fact, like I knew it was about a shoe. If you, if you didn't know it, it, it was heart wrenching because it, it was talking about life and how important he was. And he was part of something and he lost his mate. And like, it, it could be about, you know, lost love or, deceased family member or it was amazing and they they finalized the show with this woman's collection of playing cards now it wasn't very expansive she has a total of 36 playing cards but she found them all on the street she has 36 different playing cards that that are all different colors shapes sizes makes models no two of them are alike and she just finds them and she makes up stories like, well, why did this end up here? What, what's the background? How, how did this situation come to be? And I, I'm, after watching this episode and like listening to her talk, I go, you're literally talking about garbage, but I'm, I'm, I'm riveted. Like, keep going. Tell me more about the, the ace of spades that you found in a gutter outside of the deli that you got your coffee in the morning. The whole theory behind the show was so moving that all of these strangers can get together and make some really really beautiful pieces of art whether it be lyrical visual i mean statues whatever it was it was moving the show every episode starts with something very simple like trash what the first episode was one what your interpretation of one the first time uh being alone uh, and it it just covers every aspect of like when you when I, when you say trash, you guys rattled off four or five different things, and it covered every one of those. So it's I'm waiting to see how far and how much they can take this this theory, and to see how many more amazing things come out from this this community that you know JGL has has formed. Um, I know there's a backstory which I did not get a chance to 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 look further into about his brother. If I'm not mistaken, his brother passed, and I'm not sure what the circumstances were. But him and his brother started this website together, and they you know they 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 nursed it and and and, and grew it to what it was. And something happened where his brother I want to say died of cancer, but I'm not 110 on that. It it blew up. It became this humongous community that is just like steamrolling through all this beautiful beautiful work. And I really do suggest it's available on Netflix now. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the first season is available. Um, and you can always go to hitrecord.com, which is the website that it started at. And there's plenty of vignettes and snippets and, and short videos and songs and whatnot. It's really, really entertaining. Really, really good stuff. Sounds like so. a proper variety show. It's exactly what it is. Um, it's you were, exactly. When you were um, uh, talking earlier about the shoe one, I was reminded of a. Uh, um, it, it's strange. It's reminding me a little bit of Animaniacs. Uh, how how that used to be a show that was very segmented. You know, they had all these little mm -hmm. like, animated shorts kind of stuffed together. But there was one uh, animated short in Animaniacs that it reminded me of was the one with the wrapping paper. Do you remember that yeah. one? Yes, the old, I do. Old piece of wrapping paper. That was that was pretty touching, a little uh, little animation there, and that shoe thing just kind of just kind of shot that back in my mind. And, and Animaniacs, and, awesome show, absolutely big shout out to the Animaniacs. Um, it and it, it was 
surprising to me, because I watched a couple of the episodes, how each episode had something, like, really moving in it. And this one happened to be about a shoe, yeah, granted, but, like, they did um, they did an episode, and it was titled uh, Fantasy, where, you know, what's your fantasy, you know, sci-fi fantasy, blah, blah, blah. But they, they did a reinterpretation of um, the Beauty and the Beast story, where the beauty is the asshole because it's like modern I don't want to call it modern day but it's it's modern day theory of beauty very very on the outside kind of a bitch you know cheerleader uppity type thing and she didn't give the beast the time of day and he found his love someplace else I it, I was nearly brought to tears as I was watching this thing and it was how do I explain it, it the art style was like silhouettes on sticks do you know what I'm talking about? Like a, a puppeteering type thing. Okay. And I, I was like, it was so simplified, but it it literally it moved me. I it's a fantastic show. I really really suggest everybody take a look at it and check it out. That sounds pretty neat. I mean, I had never heard of it before tonight, but I mean, it's the beauty of the Netflix menu system. <laughs> I have a question that you may not be able to answer, but um, the pieces that are. Uh, have several hundred contributors. Um, mm-hmm. I'm wondering how they put those together. Like, is it something where they're like, okay, we have this idea about a shoe. Um, we're going to put it out to this community that's formed around this idea and, you know, shoot, send us your five second video or whatever. Of What ends up happening is they come up with the idea for the, 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 the basis for the show, the episode, and it was, it was trash. And mm-hmm. they, he explains it, you know, your idea, blah, blah, blah. Now, when it comes to like 601 contributors for the short film, they take all of it, cull through it, but what and, and you know the, the similar pieces, you know, one gets picked over the other because there's only so far that you can go. Mm-hmm. But um, the short film, four different writers, three different audio people, 104 stills offered up, and that was that's just a half of this list out of 601 contributors. So they take so, submissions from the community and kind of put them together, together in something. That's yes, really, make really it a, cool. Make it a cohesive unit so that it makes sense. And they may, they may like, overlay it or skin it into something else um, where they take the ideas and and reissue them. Like the, the song, the, the presentation of the, the, the punk song at the beginning. You know, one woman did some of the lyrics. Another person did some of the lyrics. Um... Then they they put the whole song together, and then they said, "Submit your 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 singing of it." And then they picked one woman to come out on stage for the show and actually perform on stage in front of the crowd a song that she had nothing to do with. That she didn't know the people outside of maybe seeing their you know login name on a website, and it it just it's it's really really community based. It's it it's a it's actually stunning. So. That's really cool. Where was this, you know, 15 years ago when I thought I was going to be a filmmaker? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. Like, it's everything. All, all of it's becoming so much more readily available. Like, anybody can film something on their iPhone or, you know, people know that creativity is so much easier to expose others to now that it's it's great to see a, a community like this, you know, succeeding, getting on television. That's That's ridiculous. So... We don't have. We didn't have this 15 years ago. No. So. But I'm happy we have it now. 
Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's run by JGL. You can't go wrong you really with the can't. JGL. Not even in the third rock days with that hair. It was not good for most people, but he made it work. Yes, absolutely. And I think that wraps it up for this episode. How do we feel, guys? Uh, I'm actually a little warm myself. Yeah. But it's it's kind of toasty in here. I, I spent. I, I shut my air conditioner off, too. I didn't want the, the hum in the background. Um... Chris, yo, hit us up with the socials. Uh, well, uh, we have uh, plenty of social media stuff and whatnot with Geekade. Uh, you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook, find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade. You can find uh, at least some of us individually on Twitter. I am at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K R I S. Karen is at Shoot the Moon with underscores between the words. And uh, Evan, are you on the Twitterverse? No, I spoke about this on the last podcast I did. I'm trying to figure out a way to make Geekade Evan without so many E's in it. Mm. Uh, take take them all out. Well, if you're interested uh, in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out the show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post something new every single day. Back to you, Evan. That was phenomenal. I think he should do that every week. It's like he's done this before. Or Maybe once or twice. I don't know. All right, guys. I really appreciate everybody who is listening. I absolutely couldn't do this without the two of you. So thank you so much. I mean, I have been wanting to do a television podcast forevers. And now You're I get to do welcome. it with, with, with two of my besties. Aww. Aww. That wraps it up for this week's episode of this week's episode. Please come back. We'll have more television to watch. Yes, I believe next week we plan on discussing uh, the premiere of Heroes Reborn. That's true. That's happening. Did we? Did we have to make sure that we watch the webisodes as well, so we understand fully what's going on? <laughs> Do we? Do we also have to go back and read Heroes Reborn? I've o- I've already watched it, so I am forcing you guys to watch it now. As long as we don't have to go back and watch, like, season two and three of the original series. <laughs> Actually, that too. <laughs> no, we did that once. So we're not we're rewatching it. Never doing that. it again. Season one? Sure, fine. We'll go back to that. But that's it. All right. For all of us at this week's episode, I'm Evan Goldstein. I'm Chris Peace. Randazzo. And I'm Karen Randazzo. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.